New York City's Herald Square Hotel. Made with a card of clean linen is walking along the corridor on the fifth floor and making the bed in each room. She cleaned rooms 550, 551 and 553. She skipped the room 552 because she knew that the tenants wouldn't open the door. Strange woman had been uh, living there for more than 20 years. <laughs> Hotel records said three women had checked into 552. Ida Wood with her sister and her daughter. No one had ever seen them, but they always paid their bills on time. They ordered milk, coffee, bacon, eggs, and other food almost every day. The messenger brought it up to them and received a dime as a tip every time. The residents of room 552 did not allow anyone to clean it. Jesus, only twice in all her time working here, the maid managed to persuade Ida to replace dirty sheets with clean ones. You. Even then, the mysterious woman passed the laundry through a slightly open door and didn't show her face. And then, one day, everything changed. In the spring of 1931, at 4 p.m., the door opened. 93-year-old Ida Wood looked out of the room and asked the maid to call the doctor. Ida's sister, unfortunately, had fallen very ill. People quickly gathered around room 552. Doctors, hotel managers, lawyers, and cleaners. The image what they saw inside stuck in the heads of many New Yorkers for a very long time. News about Ida Wood spread almost all over the US. Months and even years later, people were still discussing this mysterious woman. But to understand what happened here, let's find out who Ida Woods was. Ida came to New York in 1857 at the age of 19 and her last name was Mayfield. Her father was some rich sugar plantation owner in the South. At some point, she decided to change her life and move north. Here in New York, she quickly became a popular girl. Beautiful, young, and very smart, Ida easily figured out who to be friends with and who to avoid. She knew all the gossip and social life news of New York. She was always a welcome guest at any party. Many men were delighted with her beauty and intelligence, but no one could get into a relationship with her, since no one met her requirements. Once, Ida even wrote a letter to one of the most influential men in the city, Benjamin Wood. He was a well-known entrepreneur, owned a shipping company and a popular newspaper. Benjamin's brother was the ex-mayor of New York. Ida's letter was romantic and quite witty. Ida asked Ben for a meeting and he agreed. When he saw her in real life for the first time, he immediately fell in love with her. From that moment, Ida's life changed completely. She now lived in luxury and any door was open to her. 
Thanks to her position, she even danced with the Prince of Wales and managed to meet Abraham Lincoln and many other celebrities. So, in 1867, she became Ben's wife. Ida didn't behave like a fortune hunter. She was a good wife and loved her husband. They had a daughter called Emma and life was perfect. Except for one thing. Ben was very fond of gambling. On some days, he managed to win a huge prize and others he lost a lot of money. Unlike him, Ida could save money and knew its value as she was afraid of losing it. So she made a deal with her husband. When he lost, he'd give Ida an amount equal to the loss. When he won, he'd give his wife half of the winnings. Benjamin agreed to the terms. Ida hoped she would help her husband forget gambling, but he went on with it. On one hand, Ida was worried about this, but on the other hand, her wealth was growing rapidly. In 1900, Ben passed away. Journalists found out that Mr. Wood didn't own any real estate and had no valuable property. There wasn't much money left in his account and everyone understood that his huge fortune was in his wife's hands now. Ida Wood became one of the wealthiest women in New York. She owned not only property and money, but also the newspaper. For the next few months, she was running this business, attending many social events, traveling a lot, and even donating a lot of money to charity. But then, in 1901, something happened. It seemed like money was starting to drive her mad. She felt she was spending too much and could run out of money or someone could take it away from her. She sold the newspaper for more than $250,000, along with the expensive possessions she acquired over the years. Outfits, paintings, sculptures, furniture, and houses. She put all the money in her bank account. Meanwhile, the financial situation was starting to heat up. People were nervous about the coming crisis. Ida felt it as well, and this made her emotional state even worse. In 1907, Ida came back to the bank and withdrew about $1 million from her accounts. She didn't trust banks and decided to keep that money to herself. After that, she, along with her daughter Emma and her sister, Miss Mary Mayfield, rented a room at the Herald Square Hotel. They brought all their personal belongings there, as well as suitcases filled with money. She didn't allow any contact with the outside world, forbade the maids to enter her room and asked to leave food next to the door. This is how she lived for the next few decades. Then, at the age of over 70, Ida's daughter became very ill. She was taken to a hospital where she unfortunately passed away. Ida stayed to live with her sister. And in spring of 1931, Miss Mary Mayfield became ill too. Ida decided to leave the hotel and finally end her seclusion. Her room was super dirty and messy. There were pieces of food and garbage on the floor. The two old residents looked mentally unstable. They were super thin and wearing dirty old clothes. There were stacks of yellowed newspapers, boxes of 
half-eaten crackers, balls of thread and rope, sheets of old wrapping paper, and several large suitcases with millions of dollars inside. Among the many things they found there, there were securities with valuable shares that hadn't been cashed out for decades. And by that moment, their total value had grown to $175,000. The sister passed away and the doctors took her out of the room. Ida helped them, but she was afraid to leave the door open and she had her reasons. Ida had 54 suitcases full of money. Some of them were stored in a warehouse in the suburbs. They were filled with fabrics and dresses from Europe, expensive necklaces, bracelets, watches, and cut gems. They found a $40,000 necklace in an old cracker box. They found another $250,000 in a shoebox. One of the nurses caring for Ida discovered half a million dollars in cash in her dress in a hidden pocket. Everyone understood that Ida couldn't live on her own. She was sick and weak, so they moved her to another room on another floor. Lawyers and next of kin recognized Ida as incapacitated and began to count her fortune. During the investigation, the news about the wealthy old lady spread all over New York. There were people who called themselves relatives of Ida and each of them claimed a rich inheritance. Ida's health was getting worse. When they brought her water and food, she asked how much it costs. If something was more expensive than a single dollar, Ida refused to accept it. She believed that they kept her captive, so she often looked out of the window and screamed for help. She considered almost everyone around her enemies, except for the nurses, whom she believed to be her confidants. She told them episodes from her life and shared her secrets. On March 12, 1932, Ida finally passed away. Soon, a large-scale court case began to split her property and money. More than a thousand applicants came to the meeting. Many of them were from Louisiana. They said they were Ida's relatives from her father's side. Meanwhile, an investigation about Ida's identity continued. They found out Ida never even lived in the South. Her father was not a sugar plantation owner, and her real name was Ellen Walsh. She was born and raised in the rough neighborhoods of Dublin. But the most interesting thing was that her daughter Emma wasn't her child. She was her sister. No one knew why they pretended it was otherwise. It's possible that Ida's husband knew this, but he never revealed his wife's secrets. Ida's big secret got out, but some questions about her remain. How did a poor girl from Dublin manage to get into the circle of wealthy bohemians of New York so easily and quickly? Why did her sister pretend to be her daughter and what exactly caused her insanity? We're still discussing this mere... <laughs>